Hang on. Hang on. Halt. Welcome, everyone, to This Might Be a Podcast. I apologize for the delay in this episode. Turns out going out of town a bunch and also getting ready for a new teaching gig uh, takes a lot of time and energy. And this is a really long episode that you're going to enjoy, but took friggin' forever and fits and starts. Uh, I'm recording this mailbag from uh, Pittsburgh. I'm here this weekend. I was in Des Moines, Iowa last weekend, hitting all the lovely uh, non-coastal cities of the U.S. Uh, So anyway, we've got a mailbag first, and here is a message from our friend Ben Bird talking about the last episode, I suppose the last two episodes, Be of the Bird of the Moth. Hey Greg, it's Ben. I was just listening to the Be of the Bird of the Moth, if I got the the order of that right. Really enjoyed uh, the uh, episodes, both of them. It was uh, fantastic. There were two things that I thought of listening to the first part of the episode. The first one being your brief mention of William Henry Harrison, which of course made me think of the Simpsons song about the lesser-known presidents. I'm William Henry Harrison. I died in 30 days. That is always what I think of whenever someone mentions him or he comes up uh, in any sort of discussion or reading uh, William Henry Harrison. We are the mediocre presidents. You won't find our faces on dollars or on cents. There's Taylor, there's Tyler, there's Fillmore, and there's Hayes. There's William Henry Harrison. I died in 30 days. We are the adequate, forgettable, occasionally You also mentioned uh, the Jonathan, uh, some Jonathan Lessam books about 20 years ago now. I read a collection of short stories by him called The Wall of the Sky, The Wall of the Eye. I don't remember much about it, but there was one short story about basketball players who were given the skills of former players. Basically, you take guys from like the 70s, the 80s, whenever you'd be able to draft players, and one guy got, as it was called, the Jordan, and he was Michael Jordan. And one thing, he played with Michael Jordan's skills. And one thing that was very interesting about the book was, or the short story was, you would sometimes take on characteristics of those players' personalities uh, when you would play basketball. So those persons' skills would transfer to you, but also at times their personalities. Uh, Check it out if you have a minute. I don't remember that much about it, but I do remember that short story. I think it was called Vanilla Dunk, or maybe it was something else. Uh, Give it a read if you can. Again, the wall of the sky, the wall of the eye. Talk to you. Thanks for calling in, Ben. 
Always love hearing your thoughts on things. Now we've got Jonathan Leonard, who at this point is nearly caught up. You're going to hear another voicemail from him on next week's episode. Uh, here's his um, weekly roundup of episode thoughts as he just plows his way through episodes that he was behind on. So here's Jonathan Leonard. Hey, Greg. This is Jonathan calling with another week of listening. I will admit uh, I changed it up and listened to a few other things as well to keep me awake while at work on these long uh, 10-hour shifts. I know, shame, shame on me, but I am almost caught up. So after a certain point, it's going to be moot anyways. But anyways, so uh, here's uh, my thoughts for the episodes I heard this week. Uh, I'm all you can think about. I've always loved this song. Uh, the bridge voice to me, I always thought was Linnell doing his best uh, Kermit impression with that everywhere you look, that kind of thing. Uh, good to be alive. I love the extended intro that you get in the music video. I wish that was the version on the album. Uh, and then for A Horse With No Name, I believe the reason that the AV Club performance happened was I believe that that concert was the same day that they recorded Tub Something, so they just happened to be in the area and got the idea. I don't know if it was connected to uh, the death of that guy from America, though maybe they did have that on the brain in terms of something fun they could do with the AV Club. Uh, Marty Beller Mask, I was at that First Avenue show where they uh, performed it. Um, The thing that I remember crystal clear was Linnell was uh, performing it, and they were all kind of standing by Marty, at least the two Johns and Marty, like standing by the drummer's ledge. And uh, Linnell, uh, sheepishly almost looking, uh, using a iPad that very clearly had the lyrics for him, because I'm guessing they very recent, very few days after they put that video up was when they... Uh, played it live, so he just wanted to make sure that he got the words right. And I don't know if it was at this show or somewhere. I tried to ask Euless for a citation, but uh, I do not know. But somewhere in my brain, I have it lodged that the reason that uh, Marty is Whitney Houston on the drums, I think, was all kind of a inside joke based on Marty liking to sing uh quote-unquote diva R&B pop songs slash ballads on the tour bus. I Again, I, I, I could very well be wrong. Someone could easily correct me in the Tumblr with Lance saying, no, that didn't happen, but somehow that got embedded in my brain. I can't find an article saying it, and I don't know how. So I could be entirely wrong, but if that didn't actually happen... Maybe I just like the thought of Marty singing uh, I Want to Dance with Somebody or something like that on the They Might Be Giants tour bus. But anyways, love the show, and uh, I'll be able to call in about singular episodes soon. Thank you, Greg. Bye. Thanks for calling in, Jonathan. I love the idea of you uh, doing these roundups. It's kind of funny, Uh, though it's also weird to me thinking that you have my voice in your ears that much over the course of any given week. So anyone could call in at 224-801-2930. That number again is 224-801-2930. 
or you can also email thoughts to this might be a pod at gmail though i do love hearing your voices on uh these google voice messages so uh let's get on with this friggin episode you're gonna love it here's me and carmen Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, a song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They might be giants. I am your host, Greg Simpson, and I'm here with first-time guest Carmen Montoya to talk about the song Stock of Wheat off of The Spine. Here we go. I went for a walk on a stock on a stock of weed, and it felt like a trillion feet. I was looking for a friend at the end, at the end of the line, and it took me till the end of time. I was all out of luck, like a duck, like a duck that died. I was all out of juice, like a moose, like a moose denied. I was all out of money, like a bunny that's broke. I was all out of work, like a jerk who's a joke, and I was out of ideas, like I is, like I is, like I is, like I is. I was out. I'm ready. Mama made me mash my M&M's. Mama made me mash my M&M's. Mama made me mash my M&M's. Then for the diaphragm, we gotta go. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow, yellow leather. leather. What were some, what are some of your other uh, theater uh, warm ups? Uh, the what it to do to die today at a minute or two till two. A thing distinctly hard to say yet harder still to do. Uh, I, I I forget <laughs> the rest. God, it's it's been a few years since I've been. It's in a really theater. long. Man, it's longer than that. That's long. I guess the one longest one that we would do was um, black socks. They never get dirty. The longer you wear them, the blacker they get. Someday I'll probably wash them, but something is telling me don't do it yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Bum bum. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, so, Carmen. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Not much. How you How you doing today? I am doing very well i am so it's it's a friday it's 10 30 a.m for you i'm on summer break uh what's you up to that you just you can be chilling and talking tmbg at 10 30 on a friday uh i do not work on fridays and i scheduled it so that i would not have to work (laughs) have to work yeah (laughs) yeah nice what do you do uh i am a waitress oh okay cool I have never been in food service, but like mad respect to all of them. And it's that's another professional along with teaching where like people don't give you respect. I mean, some people do, but like you can tell by the tip or you can tell by the like shortness with the, you know, with the wait staff or whatever. And, you know, that's one of those things like, yeah, I'm way out of the like dating world having been with Cara for 21 years, but like that's one of those like first date advice to be like if your date treats the 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 waiter waitress badly when wherever you go to eat, it's probably a bad sign. Very bad <laughs> sign. I I yeah. I hung out with a friend and he did not he was not at all acknowledging the waitress there. He not acknowledging okay yeah like not even saying like if so like if the waitress is like how are you doing and you're just like (laughs) yeah 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 um 
Is it like uh, what kind? What, what kind of restaurant is it? Is it a chain I would know, or is it something more local? Uh, it is a more local restaurant, and it's uh, it's a for a um, assisted living facility. They oh, have okay. a restaurant in the building. Yeah, you know. Uh, so the, the the people who live there, I have no problem with them. Absolutely no problem with them. Oh, so any uh, people of that age bracket are generally polite. You'll get the cranky old folks, right? I'm oh sure no, they're so mean. They're so mean all the time. Oh, but they you, are. But once you, but once you win their your way into their heart, it's more of like a joking mean. You know, oh, old, sure, people yeah. are, <laughs> old people are mean. They're like, shut up. <laughs> the, the Where's my diet coke? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my grandpa, we're, we're, uh, he's still kicking at 95. He's in an assisted, he has like his own uh, apartment. So it's not, he's not like heavily needing assistance, but he's had some health issues and stuff like that. My dad's kind of worried about it, but we're going to see him. He has not yet met Ramona and he hasn't seen Zinnia since she was nine months old. So, you know, she doesn't remember that at all. So mm-hmm. at the end of July, we're going out there. To see him, he doesn't like to fly anymore. He doesn't like to drive much anymore. So uh, we're going to him. My sister's coming from Boston. Going to be a big Simpson family reunion. Uh, pretty excited about that. I love yeah. Pittsburgh as well. You know, I I love all these. You know, we're we're both in cities where people would you know the coasters who get all the they might be giant shows would consider us like flyover states. And you know, I say fuck that. Mm-hmm. Do you like where you're at or do you, are you like, I'm going to move? <laughs> oh, oh no. I love where I'm at. It's a very, yeah. it's a very, it's a very good place. A lot of people are moving here. I do not like, that. I do not enjoy that. But other than that, it's, it's pretty great here in KC. Yeah. College uh, towns. Um, wait, is that where, um, oh no, this, uh, college town in Kansas. Yeah. is Lawrence, Kansas. It's, it's yeah. only like an hour away. So what minutes. colleges do you have where you're at? Uh, we have uh, y- uh, UMKC. Uh, uh, I'm not. Uh-huh. I'm not sure about the. Co- I'm not sure about the colleges. I haven't checked anywhere out besides one place, which is near my house. Uh-huh. Uh Yeah. But does it kind of have that college towny kind of feel? Like you got like record shops and good coffee shops and stuff like that. Uh yeah, we have those. It's it's. Uh, where I live, I don't see much of that. Uh, I live in a poorer neighborhood, so it's mostly, you know, kind of old. Uh, it's like bodegas and Mexican restaurants. Oh. Nice. And okay. Yes. Railroads and all that. Yeah. That sounds awesome, too. We miss, uh, like, Lafayette is a college town, but it's like we came from bloomington indiana and you probably i mean have you ever even been to to indiana like at all i have never been anywhere outside of kansas oh really okay well anyway um you know it's it's very much a red state but you've got these little liberal oases like you know parts of indianapolis obviously it's a city um and then bloomington where we were at is a big um college town iu indiana university is there they're very well known for their history of like their basketball program and stuff like that, which I'm not really into basketball, but like, you know, who's your pride for sure. You know, has some, uh, um, a very famous coach who was famous for like throwing chairs and shit like that. Um, 
but it's like an artsy town. Like Jacob's School of Music is like well known like all over the country. You know, like there could be kids growing up where you are that go into mu- music performance and and come to Bloomington, Indiana for it because it's it's so well known and respected. And I've done some graduate uh, stuff there. Um, but we miss it because they have like this huge like global music festival. People come like acts come from all over the world for music and dancing and all this stuff. It's called Lotus Fest. I mean the jazz program there. Like if you want to see jazz, if you want to see opera, if you want to see ballet, like all this stuff. And then we come up here to Lafayette and Purdue is. Um, I mean, first of all, it was up till recently owned. Um, or the president, I mean, the president of it was Mitch Daniels, who was our very Republican governor before that and has been, like, in talks for, like, a presidential candidate. He's not going to be it. He's not uh, personable enough. But that's the kind of college that this is, and it's it's all, like, kids who are going into science and, like, like a lot of kids come over from Asia, like China and India and stuff, to go to get, like, engineering degrees and, uh, you know, pre-med and... Um, veterinary school and like all kinds of engineering and sciences that I don't understand. But like, that doesn't mean there's not any arts here, but like, it's more of a, um, nerd college. No, I'm, you know, yeah, it's, it's a different kind of vibe in Lafayette. Like we have a lot of really good, like authentic Chinese restaurants and Korean restaurants and Ooh. Vietnamese restaurants and all this. Um, very nice. We do have good Mexican restaurants though, too, because on this side of the river, there's West Lafayette and Lafayette, um, there's a very big Hispanic population in there. We, I was very excited when a couple of years ago we got a place that does al pastor on the spit like it's supposed to be. You mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I was very excited for that because I've been to the place in Mexico City that at least claims to have invented uh, you know, al pastor as a method of por- cooking pork or whatever. <laughs> and, it's, and so I've had that. So when this came to town, I'm like, it's pretty good for Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anywho, so – you, I know that you are a you were a theater person, and or you are a theater person, and you were starting to tell me before we recorded. You were starting to tell me about some of the cool stuff you have done. So you have not only acted but also written stuff. Tell me, tell me more about your your performance background. Oh, my performance background isn't that uh, impressive. It was more of like a kid thing. I did it from when I was thirteen to eighteen. And it was a program where a bunch of kids signed up and they could write and produce a play together. And that means we worked on everything. We worked on the costumes, the sets, and the writing and the acting. And it was just a fun way to get people involved with the, you know, like with stuff like that. Yeah, cool. Yeah, like doing like the all around stuff is I could see that being appealing. I was never... And I've never been in a play or a musical or anything. I mean, uh, funny enough, I'm like the music teacher that doesn't like musicals. That's just like not my vibe. I do like some musicals. I like a lot of the classic ones. But a lot of the newer ones seem very cheesy to me. And all they're doing is like using established brands like Disney movies to make musicals and stuff. Which I feel is kind of lazy. So it doesn't mean the music isn't isn't yeah. good. But whatever. Uh I, I tend to avoid uh, very. I tend to avoid Disney movie mm-hmm. musicals, live actions, and stuff like that because I have a lot of beef with Disney. <laughs> Just in general, what, like uh, anti-Semitism in their history and stuff like that. Uh, you mean is that what you're talking about? I'm a I'm a cartoonist 
for those of you who do not know very very big fan of uh cartooning yeah i knew you're an artist i didn't know you did cartoons uh my mom is a film buff and i i i love everything about the movie industry what i do not like is disney disney buying everything and they are actively making things worse and i believe that like with every disney movie musical and every marvel movie release it's just the capitalist death of art you know (laughs) not to be harsh to anyone who enjoys that stuff but everything feels very bland now yeah i yeah i would agree and i like uh your young uh you know your vigor, you're full of piss and vinegar. At first, it was mostly vinegar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, you're at that age where, yeah, you, you gotta, you know, you've got the energy and, and the time to uh, make a stink about stuff that needs to be fixed. And uh, and even, you know, within a profession you plan on, I mean, do you do you want to like make a living as an artist, a cartoonist? Is that what you're looking to do? Uh- there's not a there's not a lot of money in it and right now the industry right. is very bad about cartoonists uh, a lot of being underpaid no paying for hospital bills because you have to sit there and a lot of cartoonists develop problems with their wrists and hands because they're uh-huh. working overtime without being paid and they're not getting breaks boo yeah that's so good Again, just like everything reminds me of The Simpsons. You're probably too young to really have been into The Simpsons in their heyday. But. Oh, uh, I was a big fan of The Simpsons when I was oh. in class. So I'm going to I'm gonna have to find the exact quote. I'll probably just drop it in here where they're talking about how the itchy and scratchy cartoons, they aren't done live because it puts a terrible strain on the animator's wrists <laughs> doing a cartoon live. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, <laughs> I was, I was uh, more of a Futurama person growing up because my mom preferred oh, it, and she put it on well, for me when I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much of the podcast you've heard, but my pets get named on occasion, and we have uh, our cat is Nibbler, and our dog is Leela. We recently had to put Fry down, unfortunately, and our old oh. Beagle from years ago was Zap. So we are very much a Futurama household here as well i don't think i've got any of my futurama toys down here they usually are in my classrooms we also have a futurama named pet uh pazuzu Pazuzu. (laughs) i was hoping you were going to say hypnotoad or zoidberg (laughs) Uh, pazuzu you ungrateful gargoyle i put you through college and this is how you repay me uh yeah that's a great even you know deeper cut that's 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 a great reference one uh, Futurama quote we throw around a lot is when our dog is getting into trouble or, like, jumping over stuff or, like, running, like, a nutcase. Like, why, why, why didn't I break her legs? <laughs> <laughs> Put a tiny hat on her. She starts speaking English. Whenever uh, our family, whenever m- me and my mom, whenever we feel bad or achy, we're like, I feel like I've been mauled by Jesus. <laughs> <Which> <laughs> <laughs> all right great so you you've you're you've been schooled in the classics so and that maybe is a good segue to hearing about your tmbg history is it you, are your parents cool and got you into tmbg or uh, did you get into them yourself uh my mother got me into they might be giants uh she cool, Mom. uh i was homeschooled i was pulled out of, pulled out of school for about a year and a half because my teacher that year in elementary school 
did not like me because I was one of the very few Mexican kids in that school at the time. You for real? Jesus Christ. I grew up in a very white, uh, very white area, like rural Kansas, because I lived on a farm at that time. And uh, the teacher did not like me because I, I had extreme ADHD and I was one of the very few Mexican kids. She would put me in the back, like, corner and would not let me what? talk to the other kids. This is not that long ago. What are we talking, like, 10 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I was, I was Come like, on. In the 2000s. Yeah. Really? That kind of racism was just like that out in the open? Fuck. I, I can very much believe that. <sighs> uh, anyway. Yeah, I guess it depends what part of the country you're in. Yeah. My mom pulled me out of school because she was like, I'm not dealing with all that. And she started homeschooling me and she was like, I need to teach my kids something. So she started looking up fun ways to get me to engage. And I engaged a lot with music. And she bought me the uh, Here Comes Science album. Yes. Uh, with the videos, too, for that for that vi- visual stimuli. It was it was it was uh, my first introduction to They Might Be Giants. And I've I love them a lot. Like. That album specifically, I didn't get into them as a band, but I did love that and Birdhouse and Your Soul. I'd watch, I would watch this one video uh, on YouTube. It was the song Birdhouse and Your Soul played over clips of Freakazoid. <laughs> Do, what? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna look this up right now. Keep talking. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> so Birdhouse Freakazoid, I'm sure can find it right. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. So this was so. This was your your jam back in the day? Yeah. But I didn't get into They Might Be Giants like crazy into They Might Be Giants, like see their face, know who they were, until I was in like my last years of middle school. That's when I joined the Miscellaneous T uh, Facebook group, and I started drawing for them, and I worked on the This Might Be a Cover album. Oh, yeah, which... um. You did. You did the cover for one. You mean? Uh, I did the color of the of the CD and the two CDs inside of it. Oh, like so the, are you talking the um, Adams? Uh, they pay tribute ones. Oh yeah, they yeah. Is, it, is that. that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I've got I've got both of those on my shelf. Yes, that is the one. Sorry, awesome. I, I get the I get the. They might be giants. Uh, tribute band tribute albums mixed up a lot there's a lot of us yeah i put out a ton of of they might be giants cover stuff and then at with the they might be ship posting groups yeah and adam i think is working on a third one or something i don't know i think he might be doing a whole one himself just as like his own album but i'm not positive uh the uh uh progress on that i'm currently watching this freakazoid birdhouse in your soul and it's pretty hilarious, but I mean, Freakazoid was definitely you know way past my. It was I was not the demographic for that when that uh, show came out. Pretty great though. I love the animation style on that. Oh yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, what year was that show around? Are we talking early aughts? Ah, uh, I am not sure. I I. Uh, Freakazoid. I believe ninety ninety six. Okay, that's not, yeah. It looks it looks very nineties. Let's see. Uh, 1995 through, oh, Steven Spielberg presents Freakazoid. Damn, 95 to yeah. 97. I only had 24 episodes. 
it was it was one of my favorites. So it was a geeky superhero. So is that why the birdhouse thing made sense? Yeah. Attends yeah, Harry Connick like, Junior High School. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Man, that's random. This show sounds pretty cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that was. So you got into They Might Be Giants. So I mean, you're 20. How old were you then when you really like started like more than just like oh my mom had me you know got me this or whatever. Do you I was a, I was around nine years old, I okay. believe. All right. So, yeah, even though you're super young, you've been into them for over a decade. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. And uh, I'm assuming you've gone and, like, you know, devoured all of the, the catalog. Are you a completist with, like, the, you know, Power of Dial song and all that stuff, too? Uh, I did a lot of research that my brain just forgot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh when I got into them during like during the end of middle school, I like I went full like insane mode and I <laughs> hyper fixated on them and I read every wiki entry and I every wiki watched, entry. I find that hard to believe. Interview watched every single interview. I I located John Flansburg's like rock opera that he did yep. with. Robin Goldie Goldwasser and I listened to that for like a week straight. Uh, that but yeah, I, I actually yeah, Seymour Schmidt actually has got me the uh, files for that about like I don't know sometime in the past year, but I didn't I, even have that uh, those files for a while. Yeah, so so you were into that as a as a theater person. That makes sense. That tracks. Yeah, and I had for I've forgotten all of it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I had to make room in my brain for other stuff. Oh, I have, yeah, of course. I have the lyrics still, but I do not <laughs> remember a lot of the information yeah, odd- I had retained. <laughs> Oddly, I have not done a Patreon episode on on People Are Wrong. That seems like... Okay, yeah, I feel like I got to take that to the top of the list. For That seems like an obvious idea for... How have I not done... Yeah. How has no one like made me be like, Hey, have you done anything on... Like, it's been brought up before... In, in many an episode by mm-hmm. Seymour, mostly. <laughs> um, I'm putting that on the list as a Patreon uh, thingy jig because I want to learn more about it. And that gives me an excuse, like doing these Patreon episodes, especially gives me an excuse to learn about the different little nooks and crannies in their catalog that, uh, or things about them that might not fit like a, a full story into a weekly episode. But yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. when you were getting into them, uh, Spine. The Spine was uh, the newest album, right? I am not sure. I mean, a 2004, so that, you know, if you've been into them, they, I mean, that would have come out, like, fairly shortly after you were, like, really getting into them. Uh, yeah. Probably, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, per- perhaps. I'm, I'm not great perhaps. with dates. Yeah. <laughs> not great with dates or math or... No worries. Like no worries. Um, I well, I think it's time then to transition into uh, you know getting deep into the the depths of they might be giants. Fandom is definitely uh, you know talking about dial a song tracks. So let's listen to the demo, the dial a song version of Stock of Wheat. I will drop that in right here. 
went for a walk on a stalk on a stalk of weed, and it felt like a trillion feet. I was looking for a friend at the end, at the end of the line, and it took me till the end of time. I was all out of luck, like a duck, like a duck that died. I was all out of juice, like a moose, like a moose tonight. I was all out of money, like a bunny that broke. I was all out of work, like a jerk who's a joke. And I was out of ideas, like I is, like I is, like I is, like I is. I was out of ideas, of ideas. I once had a dream, like a dream, like a dream in my eyes. Had you heard this before? This version of Stock of Wheat. I have. I have listened to them when you gave, gave No, them I mean to before you. that. Had you heard it before I sent it to you? Uh, yes. The okay. YouTube play button, what the, the little bar at the bottom was red, and I was like, oh, I've seen this before. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I always like that with, like, skateboarding videos and true crime shows where it's like, did I see that one? It sounds like some of the other ones. Yep, I've seen it. It has the red line at the bottom. <laughs> nice. Um, I, what do you think about that 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 demo version? Minute and a half long. Um I mean, well, I guess the the song's only a minute and a half long. It's exactly the same. It's one twenty seven, which is oddly the exact same time as the orig- as the album version. What do you think about the instrumentation and the feel of this demo one? Scratchier. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. Kind of comes with the territory. <laughs> uh, I'm not very eloquent when it comes to musical stuff uh that belongs to my sister who is a musician uh i i really i i enjoy the the feel of demos because they always the recording quality is so much worse and for some reason i enjoy that highly okay you're a fan of lo-fi stuff do you listen to many bands that like fully like you know revel in that that whole realm of cassette recording and stuff uh i lean the other direction i just listen to really old music oh, like sure 20s okay Tw- 20s yeah i go to like the like old dixieland jazz and stuff like that i love it where it's just like <laughs> i love this song <laughs> yeah. this is my jam you hear the needle drop but the needle drop is <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of this style of song version, and I, I do find it odd, though, that there's not... Someone's got to have a better sounding version of this, because this is definitely recorded over the phone, but this song is from... Uh, I mean, at least according to the wiki, the, the dial-a-song version is from 2003, so why does it sound so crappy? You know, like, because it's over the phone. I bet someone out there... I don't know, maybe I should hit up you, listen, see has like uh, an actual like file of the recording that was played on the dial song and not recorded over the phone. Um, it's but for the aesthetic. I do like the aesthetic for sure, but you'd be able to hear the arrangement. I'd probably play both on the episode if I get a hold of that. Um, hearing the arrangement, you know, it's just primarily keyboards and stuff. It's not, doesn't have all the horns. So that's kind of cool mm-hmm. to hear like how, you know, a song like this that is so orchestrated in this TMBG way with tuba and yada, 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 that, that it can 
be awesome and survive without all of that big arrangement. It doesn't rely on that. And that's what I like about it. Yeah. Uh, they might be giants music usually always has a like leg to stand on when it's played on by one instrument, like yep. that cover of particle man. That was a metronome and just accordion, <laughs> yeah. you know? Uh huh. Yep. Oh man. I wish I had gotten a recording of, uh, Pet Cemetery doing their hardcore version of of Particle Man. The problem was when we did the Birdhouse live episode in Chicago, the sound system, the mixing and the sound person did not have the ability to USB right into my shit. So I had to just quarter inch jack out of their stuff into my hardware and only had one track. So instead of being able to multi-track, like I just had one track of everyone's voices for the episode. And um, and I didn't bother recording the music because it would not have sounded good on just all mashed together mm-hmm. like that. But I got some video of them doing like um, their version of Birdhouse. Um, but they did uh, I Palindrome I. Did they do Mammal? Or Dinnerbell? I don't know. They did a bunch of Apollo stuff. But then they did Dr. Worm and they did... Um, we both did Dr. Worm. <laughs> they did Boss of Me, which they ended up covering on Purple Toupee. Uh, okay. h- hilariously so, they only did the theme show version back then. When they when I got them to do Purple Toupee, I'm like, can you do the whole song? And they're like, sure. Um, but hilariously, throughout the night, even at the end of a hardcore version of Particle Man that was just fuzz bass and drums with their guitarist putting his guitar down and running into the crowd and just like smashing into people while screaming, Particle Man! But... <laughs> <laughs> they have a fight particle words particle words uh and even at the end of of that at the end of i believe every song in the set including their own originals they would hit the last chord and go life is unfair every single song oh my god no, it that's was hilarious. funnier and funnier each time i wish i had it on tape my god it was so those guys are just hysterical and so like they did they might have done Boss of Me first, so then, you know, they did the Life is Unfair at the end, but then every other song for the whole, like, 40 minutes set, every song, One Life is song. Unfair. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> just that little tag on every song. Uh, anyway, they did not do Sock of Wheat. I have covered Sock of Wheat. We'll get to that later. So, getting to the song proper, then, um, you know, you got the standard crew, you know. Um, I mean, actually... It's a little different of one because Miller and Weinkoff don't get on the tracks. So really, that's not the standard crew. Now that I'm looking at it, there's no bass. I'd assume there was bass guitar in this song along with the tuba, but it's just tuba providing that bass. And mm-hmm. the tuba player na- player's name is Marcus Rojas. Um, if you have the wiki in front of you, you can, uh, can have you read about some of this too. Um, yeah, so Marcus Rojas has played on... Um, not not a ton of uh, TMBG stuff, but he was a part of the other thing, Brass Band. So um, most of those songs he's on, I believe all of them, there's, you know, like seven, um, those versions of, of songs. But as far as like straight up studio tracks, uh, this might be the only one. He's mostly in like the brass versions of, of other ones, but as far as like just a studio cut, this might be the only one. Um, apparently he teaches tuba um, at New York University 
and is the member of a modern jazz band called Plunge. And I feel like maybe I should find something though to plop in here. But if you click, <laughs> okay, are you on the wiki right now? I am on the wiki. Okay. Are... <laughs> you can tell by how my forehead is glowing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you on the Marcus Rojas page? Uh, I am not. If you go to the credits I... tab, credits on Sakui, and then click his name, uh, this is what I'm looking okay. at right now. Um, oh, he played too on Spanish Fly, which was one of the Hello CD of the Month clubs back in the 90s. He's collaborated with David Byrne. But uh, are you on the page now? Because he says he's part of a modern jazz band, Plunge. Click on Plunge and tell the folks what you find. Alrighty. Alrighty. <laughs> Where the hell is Plunge? There you are. <laughs> oh. Is it the page for a modern jazz ensemble? Uh. <laughs> He, he looks cozy. It's <laughs> uh, cozy. Uh, uh, who, who are you seeing right now? Is Marcus cozy? Is he cuddling with his tuba? What, what What's plunge.com? What <laughs> it seems like Marcus is taking a little bath on the porch, <laughs> on a on a porch of some sort. Wouldn't that be great if he did actually like just transition from a tuba player to a sauna company? Because Plunge.com got bought out from the group, apparently. I'm, I'm guessing they uh, broke up. But it says Plunge. Take the plunge. Change your life. Create the ultimate wellness ritual. Buy now. Let's find out how much they're... Uh... Holy shit, $5,000 for that tub that he's in? That is... Oh. Oh, but it's only 173 a month with the firm pre-qualify now. The tub is not <laughs> good looking either. No. That is a very minimalist... Okay, but it but it uses powerful cooling filtration and sanitation to give you a cold, clean, clean water whenever you want it, making it far superior to an ice bath or chest freezer. Oh my God! So this is people that take cold baths. I can't stand that. No, I do not. Yikes! No. Just just get a just get a big plastic tub from Home Depot and fill it with yeah ice yeah. Also, they sell saunas that are from nine thousand to twelve thousand dollars, but prices will vary on size and wood species. Mm. <laughs> they look pretty nice. <laughs> I mean, damn, Marcus has really made a new career for himself. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm gonna have to see if I can find uh, the actual group. Um, as long as plunge. he's happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he teaches tuba and sells uh, saunas to rich people. Um, okay, well, I did find a, a YouTube channel called Hip Bone Music. Hip Bone U Trailer, Creativity and the Art of Getting Paid with Marcus Rojas. And that is him. Ooh. And here's uh, one called Fleeker featuring Marcus Rojas, the Unanswered Question EP. So I'll have to find... Oh, there's an interview with him. I will definitely need to check out some of these. Flipper featuring Marcus Rojas. Yeah, I'll find something to play here. Things. Yeah, I'll I'll find something to play here. I'll, I'll I'll make sure that it's him. But I am finding his name quite a bit with a search on YouTube. I just did jazz plunge Marcus Rojas, so I think I've got him. I'll put something in right here. Thank you. 
so he is a very talented tubaist. I, I guess you would say. Uh, I love the tuba in this song. Do you love tuba? I love every brass instrument. It is they're all wonderful. Every go. every horn, all of it. One of the Correct. biggest reasons I love they might be giants. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm I'm a trombone player by trade. No, not by trade. I, well, I mean, I guess I teach kids to play brass and trombone. Um, and tuba is great. I, I have fond memories of tuba uh, in our methods classes in college. Going to school for music ed was great because you get to they teach you how to play every Western instrument. Uh, you know, I mean, we take a few courses on you know international music but you know obviously like any music program it's based mostly in western classical music but i digress um and in tuba methods my friend suzanne shout out to suzanne who probably you know i would doubt she would ever listen to this show though i don't know she might be a team bg fan uh lives across country now but when we were doing tuba methods i don't know what we were playing the whole group was playing tuba and like at my small college some of us had to play the sousaphones from like the pep band so I think I had one of the regular concert tubas, but Suzanne, who is I believe five foot two, uh, very petite, um, flute player, flute player. So flute flute takes a lot more wind than people would think. Like you need good lung support for that. But, oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, but she was playing tuba. She was standing with a sousaphone on her, and she uh, passed out. And luckily, we caught her before she was crushed by the sousaphone. Oh geez. We started starting to wobble. We're like, Suzanne, are you okay? Whoa, sit oh my god. <laughs> Grab the sousaphone. She was fine, but she got lightheaded. I don't know if she fully mm-hmm. passed out, but she like got dizzy, you know, start seeing stars. Tuba is yeah. great, and I think it does not appear enough on rock songs. Oh, oh, very much agree. One of the very many reasons I have turned to ska. Yes. <laughs> I should find a clip of um I think I've got it up on Bandcamp, Blue Bottle, my band um, from way back, all the way back to eighth grade in like 1995. Um, we had two trombones and two trumpets at our biggest and, and mostly two trombones and one trumpet. Um, but we had a song. Do I have it on here? I think this is the one with tuba. Um where one of our trombonists actually played tuba in uh, the school band. And so we put tuba on like a weird kind of like polka bridge to one of our songs. We, we thought we were super cool in like Prague with like this song in like 5-4. Uh, but then it goes to like a very cheesy oompa kind of thing in the middle. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to employ tuba in a band with like big guitars because it doesn't cut through the mix very well. Um, mm-hmm. And it can get kind of muddy, and I guess that's probably why Danny Weinkoff's not on it, because you start like smashing instruments together down in that low register, it's just going to get kind of rumbly, probably. Uh, mm-hmm. But you also got Dan Levine and Mark Pender, so two of the current touring uh, horn lineup is on this. No sax, but this one is more of kind of like, um, you know, traditional Dixie Lane jazz. I don't think had sax in it, really. It's mostly just the brass stuff, not any woodwinds. Well, you'd have clarinet. I take that back. Anyway, um, no sax. Uh, just accordion, drums, and brass. No guitar, no bass. Uh, Flans is on it doing backups. Um, but yeah, no no Dan or Danny. Well, Dan Levine. Yeah. Dan Levine, but not Dan Miller. They just love Dan. Mm-hmm. They love Dan's and John's. 
That's, you know. We love Dan's and John's. Dan's and John's. Um, and, yes, we all know Mark Penner's awesome. He's been on the show. If people haven't heard it, he was on the Ant episode. He was not on the original Ant um, recording, but he was in the other thing, Brass Band recording of Ant. So that's why he was on that episode. And Dan Levine was on the Electric Car episode because he did the whole arrangement. And him and his brother play many, many instruments on Electric Car, which is a song that people need to pay more attention to because of how lushly orchestrated it is it's like oh yeah it's like damn this is a kid's song like you guys put a lot of work into this kid's song and and they did that's why their kids albums rule they're yeah their kids songs are absolutely wonderful and that would have been on the first team of bg album you owned then because your mom bought it for you yeah yeah i did hear electric car when i was a kid (laughs) yeah here comes science has actually been for quite a few of my guests that are in the younger um, age bracket, their first album they heard because they'd be in like middle school science or something, and their teacher, who's a dork or whatever, would was they might be Giants fan and would play something, you know, I'm a paleontologist or whatever else. Um, like, I think those probably fit into school stuff better than Here Come the One, Two, Threes, and ABCs, which are more geared for like super young kids. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, school age kids, you know, you're, you're, teacher if they're you know into they might be giants they would definitely be looking for an excuse to play them in class i know i always Always. was yeah it's also my favorite kids album of theirs like hands down so great um now we've got another interesting instrument in the mix here do you know what i'm going to be saying Oh, let me take a look. I'm not great at... Oh, take a look at the credits. You'll see an instrument that you don't see a whole lot in the credits section. Hmm. Flexitone? The Flexitone! Click on over to that. Actually, it has its own wiki page. (laughs) And there we go. Flexitone. Yeah, read read about the Flexitone for people. I know what a flexitone is. Yeah, a flexitone yeah. is a 1920s percussion instrument consisting of wooden balls on a spring attached to flexible metal sheet. When the instrument is shaken, the balls strike the sheet, producing a sound similar to a musical saw. <laughs> and I'm a saw player, and I've also put flexitone onto a thing. <laughs> anytime I talk about something weird, I'm like, my band did this because i'm always looking to put weird shit on my recordings any excuse and one of my friends actually i think the guitarist in the band at least on the first ep he had a flexitone probably just found it in like a pawn shop or a a, a thrift store or something i was like whoa it's this thing give me that um antique store maybe and Oh, what song is it on? I'm going to have to go back and listen to our first album. Uh, the band was called Minus World. We did one, uh, we did two, put out two EPs um, and a couple other little things. But it's uh, the doingy thing is what we called it. <laughs> I found out it was called the Flexitone, but we called it the doingy thing. And it was a pretty serious band, like not jokey songs, but I found a place to put that in because I had to. Like I had it. Mm-hmm. In my hand, I'm like, this is going on something. <laughs> Even the silliest of instruments yep. can be in serious songs. Yeah, so Stockweed, I think a lot of people might consider it a silly song, and it does have some silly elements to it. So we can, oh, we, can we can talk about the lyrics. So I think I want to find a I'll, I'll find a good example of a flex tone like just being played by itself on YouTube, and I'll also play if I can figure out which Minus World song was in. I'll play a little clip of that, but. Um, 
flex a tone there's probably like a tutorial on how to play it even though really all it is yeah of course there is to play the flexitone, you can hold it in your playing hand or your dominant hand. You're going to place your thumb on the blade, and you'll notice that there's two beaters on each side of the blade. You're going to shake it to get those to hit the blade, and then you're going to bend the blade using pressure from your thumb. That's going to raise the pitch. And that's how you play the flexitone. <laughs> oh, that is great. Yeah, that's the gist of it. It is a lot like playing the saw. Like my friend Toby, who also plays the saw, um, I play, primarily play with the bow, but he will play his saw almost exclusively with mallets. Um, so Ooh. he'll hit it so he get like, dun, 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 where for me, I'm getting more of the ghostly uh, long tones. So I guess I never really thought of it being essentially a mini version of that. But it kind of is. Like, he calls it the blade, which makes it seem like, I mean, a musical saw has a blade on it. And even though I studied the blade, the blade. Yeah, I majored in blade performance. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> like the, my saw has, you know, a jagged edge. It's not like super sharp because it's not meant to cut anything. It's actually made for it's a tenor uh, singing saw. I know Toby just got a bass one. I need to go over and check that out. <laughs> Can, I mean, can you imagine anything more dorky? Hey, can I come over and, and, and play your bass saw? Um, <laughs> but yeah, the Flexitone, that was a video by um, Parapol, which is a, uh, I think that's how you say it. I don't even know. They make a lot of cool school instruments, like uh, good, like high quality stuff that you might buy for your music program. And that's one of those specialized instruments that you might just have around your band room or something for like a special effect. Like you might also have a slapstick, you know, that goes or a uh, vibra slap, you know, those, yeah. those fun toys. Oh, the cake instrument. The the cake instrument? Wait, what? The cake instrument. You mean as in the band? You mean the, yeah, the band. Okay. I always think of Crazy Train when I think of uh, vibra slap. Like the do 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 I I I I always think of Kate because they put in every single one of their songs. Oh They're my like, God. wanna know what this needs? We need more of that thing. More Vibra Slap. Yeah, the the ska band, the interrupters, uh they're one of the best ska bands going right now. Do you know the interrupters? Uh I do not. You should check them out. Okay, so the the album that uh what's their second album called? They're on Hellcat Records, which is Tim Armstrong from Rancid. That's his uh, label. Um, they have a song called uh, She's Kerosene, which is amazing. But they put Vibraslap in, I believe, every song on that album somewhere. It's just like a, a thing that sounds cool with the Scott song. or something <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway funny fun percussion instruments it's fun to be a percussionist in band i was never allowed to switch over even though i 
took drum lessons and played stuff. I played it in rock bands because my director needed trombones more than me. There's always too many drummers. So, mm-hmm. anywho, I used the doingy thing on a song. <laughs> you also hear, oh, what Clash song has that in it? Oh. I'll have to figure that out. My God, there's going to be a lot of sound clips in this section. Uh, it's all good. Um, let's see. Anything else musically in this song? The hmm. chord progression is pretty sweet. So you don't play any instruments? Uh, I play. I'm I'm a I'm an amateur at the ocarina. I I mm. play a few songs, but I do not. Uh, I'm not a very big instrument person. My sister, however, is insanely into music right now. She has a guitar, a bass, and I got this for her quinceanera, uh, a sitar. What? That I'm having shipped. Uh, yeah. How much sitar. did that cost you? Uh, around $800. Holy cow. I guess quinceanera yeah. is a pretty big deal. She, uh, quinceanera is a huge deal. Yeah. And I Fancy event. And, They're like a wedding, basically. <laughs> like that level uh, of... It's like bar mitzvah Pump. level. Yeah. Like, oh, that that's a better comparison. Becoming a woman, uh, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, what what did you get for your quinceanera? What any, uh, anything I big and not, crazy? I did not have a quince. I went to California for a few days. Oh. I and I stayed in a hotel, and I kind of just uh, I went to restaurants, which was fun. And awesome. very cool. I I chose not really not to have a quince because I didn't want the party. I didn't want to put effort into the party because it's a really big party and yeah. it takes a lot of effort and a lot of traditions and stuff. Yeah. Also seems kind of like the thing that like if you're more of an introverted type person where you'd be like, I don't really want to be put on the spot like that. And like wear a big old gown. Uh, I am not an introvert. Uh, introvert. I'm a very big extrovert. The only who doesn't the, want to be the, on camera, just just very <laughs> very lazy. Yeah, okay, like, all right, yeah, sure. That's I mean, my God, I am so glad we got married back when. I mean, weddings are always a big deal, but we got married in two thousand six, and mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of work. But these days, you're expected to do so much stuff. You're expected to like take dance lessons to put on some like dance performance with your partner like before the like at the beginning of the reception like what the fuck like come on yeah i ain't doing no doing all of that i mean i like dancing but like that just seems because like my sister and and her husband did it and it was cute i can't remember what song it was i'd have to ask her but um I've, i've seen it done and it's cute and all that but like come on like it's already so much work and now you're expected to perform in front of people like the day is supposed to be about you you should be the one like just kind of like enjoying it you know you've put all the work into it and then when you're there just kind of like people should be lavishing things upon you you shouldn't be like nervous the whole ceremony be like oh we still have our dance number coming up (laughs) oh god no, thanks. Am I sweating? Am I sweating through my wedding gown? <laughs> uh, the <laughs> I know, right? Like I gotta go sleeveless just so like I can I can mop my armpits off better. <laughs> and I'll go with a sleeveless tuxedo, just rip the arms. I'll do like white trash wedding, <laughs> like 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 uh, uh, Larry the Cable Guy uh, in his formal attire. <laughs> tuxedo t-shirt yeah yeah or no just full-on like really expensive tux but just like rip the arms off 
Um, the chord progression of this song is super fun. I probably can't play it very well anymore. I mean, we'll hear my cover of it, but it's one of those songs that really kind of makes sense to just not have guitar on it because it's like very awkward. G sharp mm-hmm. diminished ninth. Uh, I don't even remember how to do that chord. Okay, so G sharp. Uh, Freebird. Freebird doesn't have anything that's complicated in it. That song's easy. Freebird! Freebird's Rebirth. So. Chromatically, all out of luck, like a duck, like a duck that died. I was all out of juice, like a moose, like a moose denied. So it's got uh, all this chromatic stuff that would be like uh, a real headache to play on guitar. Not that, you know, Miller couldn't do it with ease, but it's a song that... God, I have to relearn this song. It is so fun to play. It's a song that just fits right under your left hand where you're kind of like walking it down. Um... But yeah, you've got like so many minor chords. Like, are you looking at the chord progression there? The guitar tab? Um, even if you don't know what all of that fully means, like you can tell how complicated it is because the chord names look extremely weird. <laughs> yeah. G sharp, diminished ninth, uh, D minor slash C sharp. So you've got like all these songs where all these chords where you get this dissonance because the left hand bass is walking down like on moose. Like you're playing a D minor, but then you got a C sharp under it, which sounds really crunchy, a little passing tone. Um, mm-hmm. Oh man, this song is so fun to play. Like the, then it gets a little easier on the uh, yeah. Um, wait, where does it get to that? Da, 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 da. So will it work? Like, oh yeah, bunny that's broke. so fun to play you'll hear me play it better in the it, cover section it is so wonderful I, I the spine needs more stalks of wheat type songs i was really surprised to see that this song was available because i it, it is one of my favorites yeah you know i'm trying to yeah because you just locked it down not that long ago um mm-hmm. are all the spine songs reserved now let's see because it's it's an underappreciated one um, that I feel like is maligned because it is 
considered silly but like isn't that like so many great they might be giant songs like like dr worm i mean come on you can't like be you're like coming to the silly convention <laughs> you're coming to the silly convention and saying you don't want to see anything silly right? yeah right <laughs> do they have any albums that don't have weird voices uh, not really um the <laughs> one of my favorite i think you should leave uh memes i think john ulis made that one are you a, i think you should uh, leave fan you know what I'm talking about, right? The show I, with Tim Robinson on Netflix. Uh, no, I do not. Oh, I'm, no, I'm it's, not a it's fine. There's a, there's a weird skit where like there's a T-shirt they make for uh, you know, chub. Is that the sloppy steaks guy? Yes, yes. And this is yeah. TC Tuggers. They're T-shirts that have a little knob on the belly that you can pull, so you're not. Uh, so when your T-shirt gets bunched up, you can just pull the knob. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and and it's like working into this like teen drama type situation. There's a callback to it, and the principal like catches these kids, this girl and boy, out of class, and like and then they start talking there, and the girl's like, "Oh, nice shirt, Mister So and So." He's like, "Oh yeah, it's a TC Tugger. You know, so when your shirt gets bunched up, you can just pull the knobs. So you're not wearing out your shirts. Oh, that's neat. Does it come in any other styles?" Not really. <laughs> and Ulysses made a meme where because he takes a drink of water and he like puts his finger up like, wait a minute, not really. And Ulysses made it into something. Was like, um, oh, they might be giants, huh? Do they have any elms where they don't do weird voices? Takes a drink, not really. <laughs> and Stock Week doesn't have weird voices, but it is weird in the, like the best way, the best way. It is. It's fantastic. Actually, uh, are you aware of the animation meme community? I uh, mean, a little bit, I guess. Uh, there's, like, YouTubers do these things called an- animation memes sometimes where they'll animate over, like, it's like a practice that you can do, sure. kind of. Uh, and Stock of Wheat was a song that was used, and it was very popular in that circle at the time. Can you send me a link to It was very surprising something? to see. Yeah. Uh, let me see. It doesn't see. need to be right now, but for later. I mean, it probably wouldn't make sense to play because it's probably just the audio of Sock of Wheat, probably, right? <laughs> yeah. I would love to see something when you find something after this I can watch later today. Um, amazing. Um, very cool. Okay, so let's, uh, so then you've got Dan Levine on, on, um, trombone, who is amazing. You got Penner on trumpet. Amazing. Those dudes just rule. Um, did you see them on this tour? Did they come close enough to you? Uh, I did see them. I, I mean, I mean, not them specifically. I believe. Uh, I'm not great with names. Uh, the only. But you saw I them on this tour, right? John and John. I only have to memorize uh, three <laughs> names usually. <laughs> I only memorize three. Names. Well, if you saw them on this tour, you saw Dan Levine and Mark Bender playing. Uh, I, I did. Uh, I saw them not too long ago, like a couple of weeks ago. Well, there like, you go. Yep. Yeah, you saw yep. Pender. Did he do his? Uh, circular breathing thing where he plays a note for like three minutes straight <laughs> uh, they do that bit <laughs> i i do not believe so uh, okay it was a tr- it was a thing he used to do on conan because he was like one of the star players of conan's bands over the years he he can do circular breathing where he can blow out through his mouth to play the trumpet while breathing in through his nose so out through his mouth Ooh. and in through his nose so he doesn't have to take the trumpet away from his face he can just play a note for as long as he wants 
It's crazy. That is insane. It is insane. <laughs> and Dan Levine is a powerhouse in that low brass stuff. He can play tuba too, but they brought in uh, Marcus Rojas, I guess, because they got like the other thing brass band going on this song. And accordion. The only cording instrument is accordion. There's no guitar, no other keyboards. And then you got drums and the flexitone. So awesomeness. Let's get to the lyrics. What? Um, what, <laughs> what do you love about the lyrics in Stuck a Wheat? Uh, let me see. Let me, let me. What don't I love? I, I love all the mentions of death. <laughs> death. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite part. Of course. Uh, they're very, the, the lyrics seem very morbid for what the song sounds like, yeah. which is one of my favorite parts about the song. Uh, and I, I, I read them and I listen to them and I'm like, wow. This is really sad. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> I mean, right from the start, like it's Linnell just like Captain Bringdown over here. So it sounds so silly. I went for a walk on a stock on a stock of wheat, which is probably a reference to um, the song. They might be giants. It might be frying up a stock of wheat. Um, mm-hmm. but I went for a walk on a stock of wheat and it felt like a trillion feet. Like if you're going for a walk. You probably don't want to go for yeah. a walk that's a trillion feet long because you'd get pretty yeah. tired. <laughs> I was looking for a friend at the end of, at the end of the line, and it took me to the end of time. So basically, he never gets a friend because it they're they're diving into some like Lovecraftian stuff. Oh my god! In this song, I was all out of luck, like a duck that died. I was all out of juice, like a moose denied. It's all out of money, like a bunny that's broke. It's all out of work, like a jerk who's a joke. Uh, a gleam a gleam in my i had a dream of a gleam in my eye and i have till the day i die so he had a dream a gleam in my eye sounds positive but he has a dream of a gleam not necessarily has the gleam but has a dream of a gleam and has it till the day i die i had a thought bubble of trouble and strife and i have for the rest of my life (laughs) i love how low he goes on that note Negative Nancy. Negative Nancy. Yeah, or Debbie Downer. <laughs> I love Rachel Trash. I love how low he goes on, and I'll have it for the rest of my life. Like, it's like a little, like, it's just out of my range where I can't, like, land on it right. Let- Linnell's, Linnell's voice is very hard to, like, sing along to. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Wait, is that, is it, is it Flansburg or Linnell? Uh, it, their 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 vocal range is really hard to yeah this this one's all in l um uh, flans is the the interjections the uh the response the call and response so linnell does the call and flans does yeah. the on a sock at the end yeah <laughs> like a duck like a moose um like i can sing flans songs like relatively easily but linnell okay. he his voice is so it's very difficult to replicate especially huh. for for my range which i am I'm never singing it like professionally, but I would like to still reach the note. <laughs> yeah, like he goes too low for I would you, like or to sing low. like it, yeah, his vo- yeah, it's it, it's odd. I, my voice just cannot reach like certain notes when he goes very low. Yeah. It's it's it's. Flans does t- tend to stick in his higher register, especially these days. He loves his falsetto, and he's up there quite a bit on his newer mm-hmm. songs. Um, while Linnell, I mean, this is from 2004, but he's still doing some pretty low stuff. But it's not like he's a bass or something. Like, he's he's very much a tenor. 
um, and he'll do some high stuff. His range is just really big. Like, honestly, I should find out. I mean, that might be the lowest note he's ever sang on a recorded song. I'd have to check. Um, yeah, because uh, Do Not Forsake Me, the demo was done by uh, Flans, and he attempts to get low, but then they ended up hiring on that group. Um, but that uh, have for the rest of my life. I should find out what note that is. And then what do you, what song do you think has the highest notes that Linnell sings? I, I, might th- I think it might be... Climbing the walls, where because I've been thinking about this one lately because I'm going to be doing this episode in like a week. Um, uh, I love this song. What's the lyric I'm thinking of? Do 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 do. Oh yeah, and you sing up my teeth. That note, like that he jumps up to, might not be the highest, but it's pretty high. Yeah, I should figure out what Linnell's range is because it's big. It and is. Flans, it's, it's yeah. a great range. Flans in his younger days had a bigger range, but I think he has lost some of the the ability to go super low. You know, maybe just mm-hmm. like the 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 you know like the diaphragm, like the muscles it takes just to like get out those low notes. Um, maybe he just he's yeah. just not up for them these days. They're not in his his strongest range, so he just doesn't write songs with those notes in them. Uh, understandably so. And. Um, so uh, anything else specifically about the the lyrics, like other than just the negative, like the silly sounding negative n- negativity? Uh, I've always loved how they've written lyrics because they're they they have a certain way of like the the way they use words is very uh, is very cool to me. Like I don't, I don't like listening to lyrics whenever I hear songs because I'm like, ooh, funny tune. Uh, you don't listen to lyrics. But, Is that what you said? Yeah, okay, I, uh-huh. I have a, I have, I have a, I, I, I don't like. I, I know what lyrics are, but I don't like look into them. However, they might be giants. Have always been really great with the words they pick that like absolutely draw me in. Yep. Like they're very literal a lot of the time. Like they'll just say normal sentences. Sometimes. <laughs> like sometimes, but this is one of the very, like this is one of the, like they're, they're either super vague with it and like confusing and they're just throwing words at you. Uh-huh. And sometimes they'll just say like, like just as like a regular statement. And I, 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 I I don't know. I've just always really enjoyed that about their words are great words. Great. <laughs> they do some. They they say some real good words. They do. We say <laughs> some real good words, brother. And the, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Um, dang, don't do lyrics. Uh, it, it's you know. There's plenty of interpretations. Like a lot of interpretations on the interpretations tab, and I haven't read a single one of them. Um, but it's a song that like could have easily been adjusted to be on, you know, no, or you put in something about the ABCs in it and it goes on to here come the ABCs, you know, it yeah. sounds like it could be a kid's song. It sounds kind of like the instrumentation for the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse song or something, you know? Um, yep. But I'm so glad that they didn't, because like this is something you know in their prime days. Like I don't know why people are something against the stock of wheat, but you can imagine this on like 
in like the a middle of flood or something like what makes this any goofier than like particle man for example like it's got that kind of silliness the out outward silliness and inward darkness that is just like their bread and butter like that's what they do like why do people not yeah. like this song it's ridiculous I, I i always think of i always think of this song a lot because i uh uh i'm a very like humor humor is great uh to get over sucky life you know yeah. and this 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 song really reminds me of that because it's it's got like a very it's got a very bright tone um uh, and he's saying all this stuff with like a very very like happy tone but it's but the but it's like it 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 reminds me like for some reason it always reminds me that oop death is lurking around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Here it comes. Yeah, you're older than you've ever been. Oh, here's one thing on the trivia we forgot to mention when we talked about the flexitone, uh, Flansburg and pure you know hilarious Flansburg fashion. Uh, do you want to read the quote that Flans says on the <laughs> on the wiki? <laughs> According to John Flansburg, the spine is our tenth album, and the RIAA regulations and regulations insist that you only use the flexitone once every ten albums. <laughs> it is a restricted instrument, not because it's not versatile, because it's not versatile. It's just that it's a really unsuccessful <laughs> instrument. How dare you! I I have played clips of at least three songs featuring the flexitone. So how? Dare you, sir? It's a really unsuccessful instrument. Didn't Marty have to like convince him to put it on? Was Flans like, no, I don't like it. And Marty's like, come on. Please. Come on, John. God, please. Let me... And Linnell's like, we're putting it on. <laughs> please, God, let me add the flexitone. I love that. That the Recording Industry Association of America insists that you only use it once every 10 albums. I mean, it should be like that for the Virus Lab, too, honestly. But uh, the interrupters pull it off and cake, apparently, too. I'll have to pay more attention to that. Um, what did you just send me here? Anyway, that that's 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 essentially what stock of wheat feels like. It's the nothing in life matters versus the <laughs> yeah, nothing in life matters. Did you just draw this? Like, just when did you do? When did you do that? Just now, I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a, I'm a storyboard artist. All right, I'm posting so that. that yeah, means quick draw. I love that. It's it puts a terrible strain on the animators. Um, I have been drawing. They might be giants the whole time. I do want you to know that. I mean, fuck. Uh, if you if you uh, like animate a thing to stock of wheat, by the time this comes out, and like you'd have like three weeks, I will definitely like plug the shit out of that and, and send it around all the socials. <laughs> Even if it's just for like one verse or something. Like, what if? I mean, it's a ton of work, so I'm not going to insist that you do it. But if you did, uh, what part would be the best to animate? Maybe all out of luck, like a duck that died, all out of juice, like a moose denied. Yeah, all out of money, like a bunny that's broken, and jerk who's a joke. Like all that, like little, those two stanzas. It's a, it's a, re- it's a relatively short song. It is. I my my work usually only takes about like like a like a day or two. <laughs> I could do the whole thing oh if I could God. find an idea. That would be incredible. And you know the whole community would love it and post it all the MISC-T and the shitposting group and I'll I'll put it all over my socials. I have. I yeah, bet I, I bet if you the, sent it to uh, Flames on Tumblr that he would reblog it or whatever and that it would it would it would get some traction. Oh, what else are you drawing uh, here? Is that us talking? Oh my god. Yep. This is incredible. 
all of these are great. I love my mustache in that one. It's quite bushy. <laughs> this is so similar to the... Oh, my God. I, I need to send you what Abby drew. Abby just sent me the final art. I didn't show this to you already, did I? The art for the compilation album? Uh, no, you did not. Okay, I'm going to send this to you right now then. So it's... <laughs> It's very similar to like us talking there and the bubble has like, like flames look so confused up there in the bubble and we're talking about them. So the compilation, basically the, the art came together super quickly, especially the concept because Abby and I were talking about what it would be. It was initially intended just for like a coffee mug or a shirt, but it came out so awesome. I'm like, this is the compilation front and back. The concept is that you know, I haven't been able to get the Johns on, probably because I'm too weird of a fan and they'd be like weirded out by me. But um, the idea yeah. is that they eventually decide to come on the show and instantly regret it. <laughs> instantly regret yes, it. Yes, where is this? Uh, Where's the final? I know I have. Okay, here it is. All right, you're about to get it. Okay. Uh, oh my God. Okay, so yeah, so that's me talking and all those little references to Name My Vagina songs in my little speech bubble and then there's the <laughs> john's next to me even flames cat uh and they're just like horrified they're like terrified of the things that we're talking uh, about <laughs> oh that's great so that um i mean that's just a line drawing she's doing a colored version for the cd this was because it was initially intended intended for a shirt or a mug where just like one ink color would be used um that's mm -hmm. that's why it's like that but she's doing a colored one and i think she's gonna put my uh studio wall background uh in it which um is if you look at my facebook profile photo that's me with my uh blue studio wall in the background that has a bunch of albums that i uh have recorded and produced up on the wall very very cool yeah, I, t I told her, I'm like, that blue, the shade of blue you want? When I went to the paint store, I brought uh, the Weezer, Weezer's Blue album in to, to pick oh the shade God. of paint. Oh, my God. Your goddamn wall is Weezer Blue? Yep. it's Weezer Blue. <laughs> you can hold up the booklet to the wall, and it will blend oh in. Oh, my God. <laughs> and oh my also, do you God. see my shirt in that picture? That was made by Dan Leary made that shirt as a, it was a meme. And then he, he put it up on like one of those stores where you can just order like one shirt. And I think Averin and I are the only people that own that Green Day Nimrod. They might be just, it's got the John's high school pictures on the back. It's the greatest. Oh my God. It's like my God. favorite They Might Be Giants shirt and it's a fan made shirt. Uh, my favorite shirt is the fan-made one too. It's the red and blue stripes with the they skull on. Yeah, from yeah, from Adam's thing. I never got one of those. I want one of those. I don't know if he has any more. I love those. I it's like a Linnell like, shirt. Every time it's washed, I'm like, oh yeah, it's time for the shirt. <laughs> I would be like uh, not washing it because I don't want to wear it out. <laughs> do you uh, do you know that there's a trend with uh, younger teenagers uh, called? Uh, being weezered no uh it's it's oh my God, like what? it's an audio on tiktok that's like you've just been weezered da -da 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 -da. <laughs> I, I, they'll like pull up <laughs> they'll pull up like their albums and they'll like do a specific shade of blue and it's just like you've just been weezered you know like any anything weezer related okay i need to okay here's one i gotta see this Yo, you just got weezered 
<laughs> it's someone putting together something on Photoshop with what are they doing? Putting their friends into the Weezer I'm not sure. Yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> That's great. I have seen videos where it shows a kid, he's like, I'm gonna play the Buddy Holly on every instrument, uh, every sh- instrument that I own. And then, like, over the course of, like, 30 seconds, he plays it on, like, not just, like, a million guitars, but, like, a ukulele, a mandolin, a recorder, like, all these different funny things. It's just, like, okay, well, now here, you need to listen to this real quick on your end. I'm sending you a link to uh, this band called the Moog Cookbook that uh, wore space helmets before Daft Punk. And it was two guys, it's since been revealed who they are, two producers who are like experts with analog synths. They did two albums in 94 and 96. um, And they were basically, the first album was basically the idea was to take the wind out of the sails of all these like aggressive alternative songs. And while Weezer is a pro synth band, you know, like they're not against synths, the Buddy Holly is just Mm -hmm. great. Like listen to the beginning of that real quick. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm liking this. This is very so fun. So it, it picks up as it goes. Let me find out exactly where the little, where the riff is in this. seconds I'm, it, I, I'm hearing the riff no when it gets to the let me find it okay the riff is at God, that is very good. That's very cool. I'm really digging this. This is like a this is like a Pink Floyd Led Zeppelin deal. You gotta listen to it all. <laughs> sure. <laughs> or else it sucks. <laughs> it's the buildup. Well, their second album is classic rock songs, so they do like Ziggy Stardust and Hotel California. This sounds like some Undertale music. I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, it is a video game with one of the greatest soundtracks of okay. all time. I would highly recommend all right. it. Uh, like musically, like orchestras have redone, like, like full orchestras have redone this music and they had to work to do it because some of the stuff was on it, like impossible on instruments, (laughs) (laughs) but they, they put such time and dedication into it. Oh I would highly God. recommend both Moog Cookbook albums. They're both on streaming everywhere. They're on Spotify. The whole albums are up on YouTube. I just sent you Basket Case. Uh, <laughs> I think my favorite off of Yield Space Band, which is their second one, 
Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the idea for this first album was just like to make the stuff sound like elevator music and just like really dorky because like it was like a, an mm-hmm. era of like grunge and like aggressive, like angsty music. So like we're going to take all the angst out of this shit. <laughs> While I'm very pro angst, I'm also very pro this. God, this is very God, good. The tones like when I first got my Juno 60 it's a synth where you make the sounds like it, 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 I actually, it actually came with no presets. I had designed all the sounds myself with the sliders. I would listen to these albums like nonstop and be like, Oh, I love that crazy tone. I'm going to see if I can make that. Uh, listen to the beginning of, uh, are you a Bowie fan? I am a listen Bowie fan. Listen to the beginning of Ziggy Stardust there. And then we should probably continue on with what we're supposed to start with. My my dog's name is Ziggy after uh, R.I.P. Miss you, homie. Oh yeah. My God, the second verse has like a telephone ringing sound as the vocal. The Offspring Come Out and Play one on the first album is great because they kind of make fun of Dexter Holland's, like, poor pitch. Like, the melody is just, like, detuned. Like, it just sounds, like, so awful. (laughs) I was just listening to that, actually, on Walking the Dog. It's a great headphones record. I would recommend it on, on headphones for sure. Um, so let's let's get back to business here. We haven't even heard the other studio yeah. versions. So there's like a trombone feature in this no the no. So it did go on a kids album. The deluxe tenth anniversary of no. There is a bonus. They're calling it a live version, but it's like studio live. Here we go. I went for a walk on a stop on a stock of wheat, and it felt like a trillion feet. I was looking for a friend at the, end. at the end of the line And it took me till the end of time I was all out of luck Like a duck, like a duck that died I was all out of juice like a, like a moose denied I was all out of money Like a bunny that's broke I was all out of work Like a jerk who's a joke And I was out of ideas Like I is, like I is Like I is, like I is I was out of ideas Of ideas I once had a dream of a gleam in my eye And I'll have it till the day I die Out of all of trouble and strife And I'll have it for the rest of my life I was all out of love Like a duck to die I was all out of juice Like a moose denied What do you think of this version? Pretty solid, huh? Uh, I, I, as much as I enjoy like listening to new different variations of music uh i did not like this really one when, when when i had first heard it because it sounded very similar to the recorded Fair. version but okay. not 
but slightly different and for some reason that infuriated okay me. all uh, right <laughs> I'm, I'm very weird when it comes to sounds and stuff <laughs> because of my uh di- diverged neurons uh <laughs> yeah so it's it was too close to the original so if it were further away from the original you'd like it more it's too too close and just a little bit different is what bothers you uh, yeah, it's like there's like this sounds like it, but there's something off I see, about it. I see. Well, then in that case, how about the here comes the ABC's DVD extra that I have linked here. This is on Capital Q, John Ulysses, uh YouTube page. Let's listen to this. It's got Linnell sitting front front center. I went for a walk on a stalk on a stalk of wheat, and it felt like a trillion feet. I was looking for a friend at the end, at the end of the line, and it took me till the end of time. I was all out of luck, like a duck, like a duck that died. I was all out of juice, like a moose, like a moose denied. I was all out of money, like a bunny that's broke. I was all out of work, like a jerk who's a joke. And I was out of ideas, like I is, like I is, like I is, like I is. I was out of ideas, of ideas. I once had a dream of a gleam, of a gleam in my eye, and I'll have it till the day I die. I had a thought bubble of trouble, of trouble and strife, and I'll have it for the rest of This has a ton of doing anything. I, I did love this music video. I would watch it in high school. <laughs> I would uh, I would watch it like on loop while I did art in art class, because it was the only class that allowed me to watch uh, videos. Yeah. And I was just so entertained by the visuals that I was like, I, just I don't know, but I but I do enjoy this the version. cutaways to Flans and Miller doing the the yeah. backup vocals. People just need to go and watch this. Like you really need to go watch this. It is so cute. It's adorable. It's from like the same studio session, like the paneled wood paneled room that they did. Like the D is for drums and the you know the robot parade, like the Superior Robot Parade version. In this little wooden studio. Uh, capital Q. Just look up Stock of Wheat in studio. You'll probably find it. Um, yeah, it's great. It was it was wonderful. It was actually... Uh, my, my artist brain tends to notice things about people. And I was like, John Flansburg's teeth are very round. Very round. <laughs> well, we know even Extremely from... Extremely round. Even from like the Don't Let's Start video where he's like right up in the, right up in the camera when they're doing those weird dances. Um you get some prominent Flans teeth in Don't Let's Start. You get some prominent Linnell teeth in Anna Ng. <laughs> yeah. Uh, These guys got teeth. They got teeth, baby. <laughs> so how about the other thing, Brass Band uh, version? I once had a dream of a gleam, of a gleam in my eye, and I'll have it till the day I die. I had a thought bubble of trouble, of trouble and strife, and I'll have it for the rest of my life. I was all out of luck, like a duck, like a duck that died. I was all out of juice, like a moose, like a moose denied. I was all out of money, like a bunny that's broke. I was all out of work, like a jerk with a joke. And I was out of ideas, like I is, like I is, like I is, like I is. I was out of ideas, of ideas, of ideas, of ideas. Like doing a brass band version of this, it's already a brass band song. 
as is. Mm-hmm. So it's very close to the way they do it in the studio. It's not like some wacky change like for all the other brass, uh, other thing brass band songs. Sounds great though. Uh, I am Mexican, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I listen to a lot of banda where uh-huh. the trumpet is like right there yeah. and it sounds loud as hell. Yes. And it's very used prominently. Awesome. Uh, I love that shit. I love all and, the ranchero uh, music and mariachi music. I'm a big fan of all that. Just like accordions, violins, brass, guitar on. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm I'm very used to that trumpet sound. So you so this and one gets a thumbs it, up. It does get the thumbs up. Okay, so no deluxe version. Like, thumbs down. Here come the ABCs and other thing. Brass pan thumbs up. Yeah, it, it there is just something. I, like sometimes something just does not click, uh-huh. and I I am not uh, smart enough musically to know what it is. But I just know that sometimes things do not click. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's head over to the live versions then. So this is a uh, pre spine release pre uh, album. Uh, September 28th, 2003. Uh, It's called Stock of Wheat. It's brand new. Even that internet guy doesn't have this one. (laughs) So, uh, what's what's the point? I went for a walk on a stalk on a stalk of wheat. And it felt like a trillion feet. I was looking for a friend. drums yeah uh this is actually the debut i should say at joe's pub in new york i'm I'm not Mm. sure if this is from the early show or late show but they played two shows at joe's pub on september 28th 2003 and the spine did not come out for nearly a year later did they slow it down a little i mean it was the first time they ever played it live so i mean got kind of a little bit Mm -hmm. slack for uh, taking it easy yeah it is slower. It's a good yeah. like eight t- to ten BPM slower. Still works though. Still is that good umpa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a great. Sounds book. great. Like really good, really solid first performance. Um, it is okay. Then uh, uh, still pre spine November fourth two thousand three. The S- screensaver show. This is a duo version on uh, some weird cable tech tv oh tech tv i've played stuff off of tech tv before that they've done um yeah november 4th 2003 on this show uh called screensaver and it's just the johns let's check that out let's hear it I went for a walk on a stalk of wheat And it felt like a trillion feet 
I was looking for a friend at the end, at the end of the line, and it took me till the end of time. I was all out of luck, like a duck, like a duck that died. I was all out of juice, like a moose, like a moose denied. I was all out of money, like a bunny that's broke. I was all out of work, like a jerk who's a joke. And I was out of ideas, like I is, like I is, like I is, like I is. I was out of ideas. Just accordion, flans on shaker. He's, wait, yeah. he's holding his guitar. Does he play it? I don't think. He does not play it. Well, they did like a little mini set, so he had it for other songs. You know, you're not going to bother setting your guitar down for a minute 20, you know, a minute mm-hmm. 20 second song. <laughs> yeah. Do you like that one? I do. I, I, I just, I, I don't know. I just like seeing them a lot. Yeah. And- that that era of the Johns is so cute because they're like, like Linnell was a dad. Like they're very much like of that age, you know. They're like in their forties, yeah. probably early forties. Then, um, geez, they're probably about my age in that video. Fuck, I can see Johns like uh, baby mustache coming in. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, what is he doing? He's 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 starting to grow the scruffy beard that he now sports. Maybe that was the beginning of that era. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, this is the transition between clean-shaven flans, which had been that way for the first 20 years of the band, and now he's Mr. Scruffy. It's always weird when you see, like, you know, like, Linnell between tours or whatever there in the studio, and he has a beard. I'm like, why did you grow a beard? I can't leave you alone for five minutes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm obviously pro-facial hair, but, like, flans, I like flans as scruff, but Linnell with a beard, something about it just doesn't work for me. <laughs> I have not seen Linnell with a beard. Oh, I'll have to find a picture for you on their most recent studio pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, I'll, I'll find one. I'll find one. Now they did this on spine hits the road. They've played the song 115 times. I think it deserves it. The spine hits the road. uh, Davian makes stuff up is the YouTube channel. This is on and it's got like the whole thing. So, um, let me play a little bit of Saka wheat, which starts at 22 minutes and 15 seconds. What what is it what is it Dan I'm, I can't It's called the Flexitone Flexitone I almost got it This song is called Stock of Wheat and it features the Flexitone I went for a walk on a stock on a stock of wheat and it felt like a trillion feet I was looking for a friend at the end at the end of the line and it took me till the end of time I was all out of luck like a duck like a duck that died like a moose denied I was all out of money Like a bunny that's broke I was all out of work Like a jerk with a joke And I was out of ideas Like I is, like I is Like I is, like I is I was out of ideas Of ideas I once had a dream Of a gleam, of a gleam in my Linnell eye Linnell forgot what it was called <laughs> I plans it to tell him Sounds like there's a Is there a tuba in there? Or just bass? It's kind of a simplified version, but still a fuck ton of flexitone. What do you think about that version? I enjoy the flexitone. <laughs> uh, uh, Linnell hits the uh, the accordion like uh, pretty hard on one part, and uh, and it did make me it did make me ascend. I did like that part. Yeah. Okay, now they did it on Almanac as well. So Spine Hits the Road was um. Da, 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 da. I mean, obviously on the Spine Tour. 
when exactly did that come out? Spine hits the road. Blah, 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 blah. So August 31st, oh, two days after my 23rd birthday. Yeah, uh, which is 2004. So um, then on Almanac, I did send that to you later then, right? Yeah. Okay, yes. So the 2004 Almanac live version, which was attached in the second email. Did you listen to that yet? We got a special new song. We got, we got, the, we got this huge record advance, and we've got new instruments. And uh, we're very excited about it. Uh, Dan Miller's playing the flex tone, ladies and gentlemen. So it takes a it takes a very brief period of time to really learn how to play it, but to play it well is a whole different matter. Very expensive instrument. Very expensive. We have to uh, bu- we have to purchase a, an extra plane ticket to travel with the uh, the flex tone. It's the only uh, part of the band that travels by plane, actually. Um. I don't know what these are called. But here's a song. It, it, this, this features the, the, uh, the Velcro horns, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's Pender and Levine. Let's leave, let's leave the light on them for, so we can savor this, this one glorious horn idea. moment. This song is very, very short, and I would just hate for anybody to miss any of the, the, the action, the brass action over there. So here we, here we go. Here, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I went for a walk on a stalk on a stalk of wheat And it felt like a trillion feet I was looking for a friend at the end At the end of the line And it took me till the end of time I was all out of luck Like a duck, like a duck that died I was all out of juice like a, like a moose denied I was all out of money Like a bunny that's broke I was all out of work Like a jerk who's a joke And I was out of ideas Like I is, like I is Like I is, like I is I was out of ideas, of ideas. I once had a dream of a gleam in my eye, and I'll have it till the day I die. Out of all the trouble, of trouble and strife, and I'll have it for the rest of my life. I was all out of love, like a duck, like a duck to die. So that's definitely Levine playing tuba on that one. She mm-hmm. says it's just Pender and Levine, and there's tuba in there. Awesome. I want to see some tuba live. He didn't do any tuba on this tour. Um, yeah. All I'm taking out of this is that I fucking love the accordion. God damn. This song is so good. Fuck anyone who thinks otherwise. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Uh, Let's get to the covers. Cover time. Yeah, you ready? Ian Lynn uh, on YouTube. I also love the visual here, like the psychedelic, fucked up, shit posty looking spine waving around. Um, let's listen to Ian Lynn on YouTube Stock of Wheat cover. I went for a walk on a stock, on a stock of wheat, and I felt like a trillion feet. I was looking for a friend at the end, at the end of the line, and it took me till the end of time. I was all out of luck, like a duck, like a duck that died. I once had a dream of a dream of 
Sounds like he's using sheet the sheet metal. Yeah, there's definitely some kind of flexitone type thing going on. Yeah. I love the the whiny vocals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you think? Uh I did enjoy a lot about the the this one. Like like the sound effects that they added and stuff. I, I really I love I love sound effects. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, with how much you love cartoons, like any kind of like boing, like like any yeah, uh, uh-huh. yeah, I love that totally, <laughs> totally. Now on the YouTube channel, JGT Records and Tapes. Okay, I haven't checked out the rest of what's on that channel, but uh, stock of wheat. They might be giants cover, and when it, when you start it up, it's a bathroom countertop that you see. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's listen to this one. People should go watch it as well. <laughs> Guy comes walking into the bathroom with the guitar. I went for a walk on a stalk on a stalk of weed and it felt like a trillion feet. I was looking for a friend at the end, at the end of the line and it took me till the end of time. I was all out of luck like a duck, like a duck that died. I was all out of juice like a moose, like a moose denied. I was all out of money like the money that's broke I was all out of work like a jerk who's a joke And I was out of ideas like I is, like I is Like I is, like I is I was out of ideas Of ideas I once had a dream of a gleam of a gleam in my eye And I have it till the day I die. I like this guy's energy Yeah, he's got a good vibe here And he's just playing so... Um, and then he walks out of the bathroom at the end and grabs the camera aggressively. Um, <laughs> I love his guitar style. So he's playing a classical style acoustic rather than a folk acoustic, which is what you'd hear most like rock bands when they bust out an acoustic. It's steel strings. This is a mm-hmm. classical style guitar, um, like mm-hmm. the one I got in Spain, and I love it. And this guy knows, he, he clearly knows how to finger pick and possibly can play the banjo because you'll see he's doing the bass umpa part with his thumb and then mm-hmm. the top of the chord uh, with his fingers. So you get the boom, 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 not just straight yeah. up strumming. So it's it's a solid performance, and I love that he just... You can hear him playing before he gets into the bathroom, and then he just starts singing when he's in there, and then he walks out. The end. Like, it's so random. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you like it? I, I do. I think this is a really great way of playing the song, you know, like a, you know, like a delve into something different, but it's very, you know, it's very, it's very nice to hear. Yeah. It's a, it's a great song for acoustic, I, be, I believe. Oh, totally. So then the next cover we have here uh, is a dude who um, I think in between the time that I sent you this email and no, no, no. In, in <laughs> right around when I sent you this email, I uh, invited this guy, Eric Roberts, Puerco Music, uh, into the covers crew. And Mm -hmm. uh, he has been on so many episodes because when he started this YouTube channel, I think not even two years ago, like 18 months ago, he has posted 2,000 videos. 
Oh my god! Not all TMBG, but a lot of TMBG. Like just all of a sudden in my covers sections, like a year ago, I was like, whoa, here's this dude. Here's this dude again. Here's this dude. Like, oh my God, every song, like it's not just the hits. It's all these deep cuts and like deeper album tracks. And so here's, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to tell him that we're talking about him uh, right now. Um, Eric Roberts, AKA Puerco Music, uh, doing Stock of Wheat. Let's check it out. trillion feet I was looking for a friend at the end at the end of the line and it took me to the end of time I was all out of luck like a duck like a duck who died I was all out of juice like a moose like a moose denied I was all out of money like a bunny that's broke I was all out of work like a jerk with a joke and I was out of ideas like I is like I is like I is like I is I was out of ideas of ideas I once had a dream of a gleam of a gleam in my eye. And he is contributing to the compilation that's coming up, and he is doing some multi-tracked stuff, but most of his covers on his channel are just him just ripping into the songs on acoustic. What do you think of his version? I, once again, it, a uh, stock of wheat sounds like it was, like it could be made for, like, acoustic. Like, I, I, I don't know what it is, but it, it, it's, it reminds me of, like, I, I don't know what it is. I, I'm not great with genres, but it's 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 I'm not great with a lot of things, as <laughs> you'll you'll find. I am I am I love music. I love music. Uh it, it it sounds like it was made for the guitar and I love the changes he made with it. And I I'm sorry I can't get like more into it about what i love it's just what my brain is telling me it's like you like this thank you sure brain. i know what i like I sure, when i hear it yeah <laughs> it, i sure do like this it uh i mean like i said during talking about the chord progression like it is not a guitar friendly key so for like these two guys this jgt and for eric to just like <laughs> kill it on the guitar like it's it's not a song made for guitar it, it it's it's very impressive yeah so moving on to um, Kek Kek Kekat, uh, which is like a YouTube short version, uh, a mini version of it. Let's check out hers. I went for a walk, for a walk on a stalk of wheat, and it felt like a trillion feet. I was looking for a friend at the end, at the end of the line, and it took me till the end of time. I was all out of luck, like a duck, like a duck that died. I was all out of juice, like a moose, like a moose denied. I was all out of money, like a bunny that's broke. I was all out of work, like a jerk who's a joke, and I was out of ideas, like I is, like I is, like I is, like I is. I was out of ideas, of ideas. I love the keyboard patch. It's like the brass tuba keyboard patch, isn't that awesome? It is. It's I. It is very good. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I love a real tuba more, but I also love a fake tuba sound. Something about it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, let's keep moving. So now we've got charlesmichael.bandcamp.com. Stock of wheat. Very cute art here for this album called, this EP called Worst Fucking Place <laughs> by the yeah. Charles Michael Narcissistic Delusion. So let's check this out. I once had a dream of a gleam in my eye And I'll have it till the day I die I had a thought bubble and a trouble and strife And I'll have it for the rest of my life I was all out of luck, like a duck that died I was all out of juice, like a moose tonight I was all out of money, like a bunny that's broke I was all out of work, like a jerk who's a joke And I was out of ideas, like I is, like I is, like I is, like I is I was out of ideas, of ideas, of ideas, of ideas. I love all the extra guitar stuff. What do you think? I do too. Like it's, a little. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for the album cover and for the title of the album, it's like, yeah, that fits the vibe. The 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 art is amazing. It is. Just like a playhouse full of girls, but they're all drunk. Yeah. It's like Stock of Wheat got drunk. And I, lo- and I love it. It's like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> like it a little bit more woozy, a little bit more, uh, you know, kind of like, yeah. uh, like a, a bit of more of a, like a sleazy vibe. You know what I mean? Sleazy, yes. I like that. That's perfect adjective for it. Now on to something from the Purple Toupee Comp. Now, speaking of the Purple Toupee Charity Comp, the proceeds from this still go to Garrett's uh, mom for all the medical bills that he incurred over his pretty much like two-year battle with cancer now. I mean, he is out of the woods, um, so to speak. He still has to go in for frequent testing because they could not remove all, you know, all of the... Uh, cancerous mass because it was right on his brain. So that's why he had so much chemo and radiation and, uh, and, and so on and so forth, which is all very expensive thanks to the American uh, healthcare system. So um, mm-hmm. I have about 40 CD copies left. Um, and of course, you know, a hundred percent of any digital uh, purchases go to his, Mom, and we raised around four thousand dollars, about six thousand dollars, including my band's T-shirts that I uh, sold and and podcast T-shirts. But um, if people want to get their hands on one of those purple toupee CDs, they will not be repressed. So, stock of wheat on purple toupee. Um, you can hear it on Spotify, but you know we don't make much off of that. Uh, sci-fi, which is John Walker. Um, now this one is attached, so you probably didn't listen to it. So go listen to the one that says O5 Purple Toupee Master Sci-Fi Stock of Wheat. I went for a walk on a stock on a stock of wheat, and it felt like a trillion feet. I was looking for a friend at the end, at the end of the line, and it took me till the end of time. I was all out of luck, like a duck, like a duck that died. I was all out of juice, like a moose, like a moose denied. I was all out of money like a bonnie that's broke I was all out of work like a jerk who's a joke And I was out of ideas like I is, like I is, like I is, like I is I was out of ideas, of ideas I once 
once had a dream of a gleam of a gleam in my eye and I'll have it till the day I die I had a thought bubble of trouble of trouble and strife and I'll have it for the rest of my life I was all out of luck like a duck like a duck that died I was all out of juice like a moose like a moose denied I was all out of money like a bonnie that's broke I was all out of work like a jerk who's a joke and I was out of ideas like I is like I is like I is like I is I was out of ideas of robo sounds yeah yeah Yeah, i i i yeah i like this one now there's a little reference at the end a tmbg uh insertion of another song into this song and john walker here he has that low range he hits that Mm -hmm. rest of my life no problem i love the whistling and the little all the synth sounds are great and john is very talented John Walker and I will be collaborating, or at least I'll be contributing to a sci-fi cover on the upcoming comp um, for When It Rains, It Snows. I've already done some big guitars for that. I need to put some backing vocals on it, and it is very cool. Definitely uh, steering the ship. Uh, John is steering the ship there, and I'm just, like, throwing shit on top of it. But it's going to be cool. And now for for the last cover, this is my uh, me steering the ship here. I rounded up. All of my favorite lady friends from the, in the venue there, and this was from the very first live taping, the Don't Let's Start episode. We had basically an open mic night almost with uh, people uh, doing TMBG songs, like just like one or two songs and jumping down. Someone else would get up. This one we did, I think, towards the end of the night. It's just me playing piano. I was just uh, playing piano and singing lead, and then... Uh, my wife, Cara, uh, Brittany, and Brittany Rees, and Emily Larimer from the band Frank Muffin, who are who will be um, doing She's an Angel on the upcoming comp, uh, and Dana Williamson, who did uh, Rat Patrol on the last comp. Uh, so let's listen to this. Me, uh, with just a crew of awesome ladies doing my uh, the backups. Let's check it out. I need all the ladies uh, that uh, I've recruited up here for Stock of Wheat. Stock of Wheat. I see y'all just crowd around there. Oh, she's got the words. What? Wait, what happened to my keyboard? That's my favorite sound. I did it. It is, for real. It, it could use some reverb on it, though. Ready? Yeah. I went for a walk on a stock of weed and I felt like a trillion feet. I was looking for a friend at the end of the line and it took me to the end of time. I was all out of luck, like a duck that died. I was all out of juice, like a moose denied. I was all out of money, like a bunny that's broke. I was all out of work, like a drink is a joke. And I was 
again the banter at the beginning it's like me the piano mm-hmm. not working <laughs> the stock of wheat 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 <laughs> it's just plugging and unplugging things like there were so many instruments just people come up with their guitar just plugging the keyboard what do you what do you think i i i did actually really enjoy that one it's like our barroom version it literally was just like an open mic version i'm like come on y'all get on up here i was all out of luck like a duck <laughs> yeah great they might be giants time yeah um yeah i mean if if you haven't like you can click over to the entire uh album there the live uh tribute it's giant i mean you could it's just like so many like really tight covers and then really loose ones of people who got a little tipsy throughout the night there's 23 tracks there uh and this was around the year that i first did my first grade units i I, I do dude they might be giants unit with my first graders and so i had just learned roy g biv and uh paleontologist so i do both of those solo on that album as well just me and guitar me in in a bar like no one under 21 was at this and i'm playing i'm a paleontologist and roy g biv (laughs) because i had to get ready to rock yeah who wants to learn about colors uh, I love dinosaurs. Yeah. Check this shit out. Hell yeah. He's not a paleontologist, but he wishes he was one. He likes to pretend he is one. Um, yo, realized we forgot a cover in our th- email thread. I forgot about Carmen Sparkles and Dr. Octave. So there's Glory McLenny. Yeah, and Victor I Anderson. I did listen to that one. <laughs> so let me drop it in here. Well. Trouble and strife, and I'll have it for the 
What'd you think about it? Uh, my, the first thought was the Ben Folds fiveification of They Might Be Giants. <laughs> Love it. Uh, which is not a bad thing. And it's like the and ballad I, version of Ben Folds Five. It's like the brick version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the vocals uh, are hilarious. No, I uh, no, I love every Ben Folds Five. Oh yeah, same. And I, love, uh, I mean, our first dance at our wedding was to the luckiest off of his first solo album. Which he's my, since been my. divorced from the woman he wrote that about, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing fast and loose with the chord progression, which I love. It gives it like, some of the chords kind of line up weirdly in a way that gives it like a total different vibe. Mm-hmm. The vocals are fun. That's, I, I love the vocals. I, they're they're not afraid to get like a little weird with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we would not have had this um, if we hadn't postponed this because we oh. were originally supposed to do this last week, and now we're doing it this week, and uh, it uh, it was all all good because then uh, Gloria was like, "When are you recording Sock Weed?" I'm like, "Well, I'm supposed to today." She's like, "Oh no!" And then we ended up postponing it. And like, we did it, so I sent it over, and uh, th- yesterday. <laughs> and it's awesome. Mm. I love Victor's low vocals. I'm I'm glad they turned it into a slow jam. Yeah. For <laughs> it's like <laughs> sorry. <I'll, laughs> it's like, hey there, baby. Let me put on some 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 yeah. mood music. Yeah. And it's, it's slow covers of they might be giant songs. Yeah. yeah, it's it's slow core, whatever the fuck. What is that? What is that? What do they call that? dark wave or dark core something where the the youngins will take a song and just like make it so loud that it gets distorted and they slow it down and distort it where it's just like the album track but they slow it down and distort it what's that called uh i have no idea i do hear it a lot yeah I do i'll come across it, it like looking for covers i'm like that's not a cover they just fucked up the the track but it's uh it's an odd trend um yeah, but I love that, you know, it's a testament to how good this song is, that it can mm-hmm. be done in so many different styles. It could be done on a keyboard instrument, like I did it fairly straight up, stripped down to just piano. It could be stripped down to just piano. It could be stripped down to acoustic guitar. It can be fucked with. Mm-hmm. It can be synthified. It can be slowed down. Such a good song. So uh, I that's it. It's time to score the song. Y'all ready for this? Do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> What are you giving stock of wheat? Zero to ten decimals are acceptable if needed. Hmm. I'd give it like an eight out of, like, yeah, like an eight out of ten. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Solid. Just because it does not rank as high as other They Might Be Giants songs, but it is still really it's really fantastic it's one of 
my favorites personally. I, I it, it's it is so goddamn silly, <laughs> which is but dark, but dark yet dark and brooding, but so goddamn silly and fun, but dark and brooding, but silly. <laughs> it, it is just, I mean, come on. It like, perf- like, I don't understand appeal of something against this. This is such like an early TMBG vibey song. Like this could have been on the pink album. Like it would have probably yeah. been like rougher recorded or something, but um, it totally could be on Lincoln or pink or Flood, or Apollo, like, or Mink Car, like, it's, like, the most Mink Car-ish song of The Spine, like, it's, The Spine was, like, such just a rock album, so to have this little, like, rock respite to just be, like, here we go with some Linnell, like, oh, there's our Linnell, that little yep, rascal. That little, that little freaky, that little freaky guy, come here, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, I knew they'd <sighs> let you do some weird shit. Yeah, they finally let you bust out the tuba and the doingy thing. They uh, let him out of his cage in Richmond time. I know, I love it. Just like I said on an episode, like two episodes ago, I've been talking about a lot of spine era tracks lately. Yeah, it's like spine spine season here. On this might be a podcast. Uh, how I wish the spine had like kick some of the rock songs over to the EPs like you know like damn good times is like a fantastic song a great live oh, song put put great song yeah put that on spine surfs alone and like kick Scullivan over to this to the actual spine um, kick over you know am I awake over to the spine like uh, like I believe mm. I said on the episode that am I awake could have been like the man it's so loud in here of the spine. Yeah. But like they're just like, oh, it's a rock album. Okay, here's Talk of Wheat. Fine. <laughs> like, I love it. It's, I don't think it's my favorite song on the spine. That would be experimental film. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't deny that song. You know. Uh, Can you? One, you're, you don't like it? <laughs> is, is that what you're uh, saying? <laughs> uh, I, I, I enjoy many They Might Be Giants songs, all of them. Uh, one thing I do not do is I don't listen to albums like. Because you're young. Uh, yeah i pick out the songs that i like from the band and i put them in a playlist Mm -hmm. and i just listen to them like that i've never i don't like pick an album and then listen to it all the way through i i it's like a it's like a mashup of every of like different sure every different song from every different album and that's the reason i've never like really hated the spine is because like yeah the songs are really good i'm i'm not sure how it flows i'm not sure how it flows and i so i've never been uh held back by the by the does this go together well? Sure. It's just like, ooh, I like this song. <laughs> yeah, like They Might Be Giants are the kind of band where it's supposed to be just hopping genres from silly to serious to, to dark to educational to uh, guitar-driven to synthy to brass-driven. Like, this yeah. This is a They Might Be Giants, They Might Be Giants song. Like you couldn't get more They Might Be Giantsy here. And it's the most yeah. it's the most They Might Be Giants song on the spine. Like th- I'm I'm saying it. My flag's in the ground. Now I I looked on my spreadsheet. I put uh for experimental film, I gave that a nine point five. It is a near perfect song. For Stock of Wee, I'm giving it a nine. So I'll say it's my second favorite song off of uh the spine. And 
Um, I can't hide from my mind with Flans. Another good one I did recently, 7.2. Renew my subscription is kind of like a B-side of the spine. I gave that an 8. Like, there's so many great songs. Just as as a big chunk, I'm like, this is just too much rock stuff. Like, whereas the They Might Be Giants, They Might Be Giant songs. Like, they can kick a power pop song, like, in the ass, but... Uh, it's like yeah. it's like an oasis in the middle of a desert, yeah, of a rock desert. Yep. So I'm giving it a nine, and I'm very stingy with nines and tens. I haven't given anything over a nine since scroll, 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 scroll. Um, your racist friend, which it wait, where is it? Your racist friend, which was episode one ninety one. I gave that a nine point two. So I have not given anything over a nine in forty. I'm not good at math. Since episode 191. So <laughs> I was yeah. I was trying to be restrictive with my with my 8 because every they might be giant song I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's a 10." Oh yeah. I um, mean, yeah. Um, it's it's it is it, rare that I go above my guest in the score, but you know, you got to be honest, you know, if uh yeah, if it if you think about what a 10 is, then where does this go? Now, I just love this song so much and learning it on piano really made me appreciate it more just like how like the umpa, like it's still written in a Linnell way. Like it still has these fucked yeah. up chords and this chromatic stuff. Like it's not just like phoning it in like some sort of like like German band playing, you know, Oktoberfest, you know, cheesy sounding stuff wearing Lederhosen. Like it's not like it's got that kind of vibe, but it is still so Linnell with the dark lyrics. Yeah. Like they're taking that child vibe, you know, going off a no and right around to here come the ABCs, but like just making it fucking dark and, and just like riding that vibe and, and making it Oompa Linnell style. It's just so good. Nine. Nine. Uh, I got to say, my problem with it was not enough flexitone. <laughs> <laughs> needs more doingy thing. I should it buy one and just like thing. I should buy one uh, before this episode comes out and just like overdub it over the entire episode for two hours. It's just me doinging in the background of our conversation. You just <laughs> surprise the audience with the noise every once in a while. Doing, doing, like doing, doing. Flexitone. It's oh like flexitone. Oh my god! How much is a flexitone? Let me look. Uh, so let's go to West Music, which is where I get a lot of teacher instruments and let's see they gotta have a flexitone they do and it is 26 dollars. i can afford that yeah flexitone <laughs> and the brand is is i don't know what this is supposed to mean but it's g-o-n gone bops gone bops and i'll tell you the flexitone it should be all over every bop as far as i'm concerned it bops i think it should be it's in every song it's a bop it fucks <laughs> Uh, it, it does fuck. It slaps. Uh, Astronomically. <laughs> oh man! So time for plugs. You're 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 becoming Batman. Is it? Is that what I heard? <laughs> yeah, I am Batman. Uh, I am darkness. I am night. Uh, I I I do a lot of I do a lot of cartooning. Batman isn't really a thing yet. Okay. Uh, it's it's. It's more of like a personal project of like a like a small web series I might release if I finish if if, uh, if I finish it. Okay. If I don't finish it, then it's probably going to be a project that stays, you know, just for me. Okay. And a couple of close friends who are also into Batman. Uh, but my art, my my art is I do post a lot. My 
username is planiac underscore arts. Is that on Instagram that is, or where is that at? Uh, it is everywhere. TikTok, okay. Tumblr, uh, Instagram. It is spelled P-L-A-I-N-I-A-C-K <laughs> underscore arts. Uh, it's it's a it's 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 a it's a weird way of spelling it. Sure. Uh, Planiac. And, and I and I, I I draw sometimes, and sometimes I'll draw the Johns, but I haven't and in a while. Sometimes you'll draw me and you talking about the Johns. Sometimes I will draw. I will draw that. I'm tweeting that shit out right now. That is okay. If you want to tag me at Planiac Arts. Oh, I will. You, are, are you on Twitter as well? Did you say you're on Twitter too or no? I am on Twitter. Okay. And it's Planiac as well. Yep. All righty. Cool. I'm going to include those with our photo of you wearing the crown. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So how, how, how do you think it went? I know you said you were a little nervous about this. Uh, it, pretty easy. Pretty chill, right? Uh, it was, it was, it was, it was relatively easy. You did great. I, I wish I, I wish I could say more you about fine. music, uh, because, uh, I really do. And I love music. I listen to it every day while I do everything. Yeah. You gotta Constantly. have some tunes on while you're drawn. All the time. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Uh, and they might be giants are, are the ones I listen to the most. But I, I don't know how to speak. My my love for them is so overflowing. Yeah. That I cannot find the words I feel to that. to to talk about them, to to express how I feel. No word is perfect enough for them. Well, that's high praise for them. I'll, you're not the first one to, uh, you know, say something like that. I mean, I've been doing music journalism stuff through Punk News since 2002, writing about music, then podcasting about music for over a decade. So I have lots of experience talking about music. I mean, if I didn't, I wouldn't have started this podcast. Um, but you did great. And I'd say uh, you passed the test, and if you want to do a... Uh, it wasn't a test. You you did great, and I think if you want to pick another song, uh, if you want to reserve something else for like next year, you could reserve a song so no one else steals it. Uh, would you like to do that? I can share the spreadsheet with you again. I would be happy to. I'd be um, delighted. All right, I'll send that link back over to you right now on our Facebook thread and peruse it at your leisure, and uh, let me know what you'd like to save, and then we'll do it like down the road. Uh and if you would ever like uh, a, a, an art, yeah, you know, feel free to reach out and I can do an art very quickly. You know what I would love to do is some sort of big art project. I'd have to think about what it would be for, where I get like my favorite artist friends to collaborate on something because I know so many. Like I've done, because um, you were on, which art, uh, uh, which art episode were you on? Wait, were you on it or did you have to like bow out? I'm trying to remember... Uh, so I ago. arrived late because I, the time was wrong, and then I just showed up, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this art, this album cover fucks." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wh- which episode was that? That was art part three. I can't remember. I, I'd have to look. I believe so. So Patreon people should go and listen to uh, that art crew. Uh, including Carmen, um, whichever one that was. You Patreon folks, you can find it. You know, just search art episodes on the Patreon. Um, 
So yeah, you could pick out another thing for the weekly episode, and we might have another art episode. But what I was going to say is, I should. I feel like there should be some sort of TMBP banner uh, for like next time I do a live show. Now that we're, we're you know, we're not post COVID. I don't think we ever will be. But now that you know we are vaccinated and blah blah blah, I want to do another live show. Next song would be Puppet Head or Particle Man. Those are reserved for live shows. But if I had some giant banner to put up behind, you know, the round table talking about it and get like mm-hmm. you, Abby, Henrique. I mean, just like there's so many great artists out there that, you know, I, you know, if I had time to actually remember and think about that, how many I've had on the show, how many people I know uh owen would definitely need to get in there seymour uh do a huge banner with just like a mural of the mip giants art from all of the people so that is definitely something that i just thought of right now and i think should be uh a thing (laughs) so uh um you know maybe someday we'll make that happen for when i do uh particle man live in cleveland or something (laughs) so uh, anything else to tell the people about before we uh, hop off here? Uh, let me see. I mean, we got a two-hour episode here. I mean, two and a half, and then we'll with a couple of uh, pee breaks. Because I got I got a, uh, our drummer coming over for a little outdoor floor practice. Um, you told the people where to find you. Y'all should uh, commission uh, Carmen for some work. And uh, 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 good luck uh, Batmaning and all of your other f- uh, you know, future uh, art projects. And we will speak again. I will. Uh, we will. I will keep in touch. Thank you for having me on. Of it was. Course. It was a lot of fun. Yes, that was awesome. I was out of ideas. Abadis, Abadis